MSW Media. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Monday, October 25th, 2021. I am on vacation, but today I have an incredible interview with the hosts of the How We Win podcast from the Swing Left Network. It's Mariah Craven and Steve Pearson. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Daily Beans. I'm your intrepid host, AG, also known as Allison Gill. I'm out. I'm out of the federal government. <laughs> and today I'm happy to be talking to the hosts of a podcast brought to us by Swing Left. It's called How We Win. And it's Mariah Craven and Steve Pearson. Hi, Mariah. Hi, Steve. How are you? We're great. I'm speaking for Steve as though we are one unit. Um, I'm not great, but go ahead. (laughs) We've been doing this for a minute now, so maybe that's why I feel like that, but I'm good. (laughs) Good. Awesome. And the reason I wanted to bring you on today is because, first of all, I think your show is so important and, and so timely. And also there's so many prescient things that you talk about. And I think it's important that people get involved and listen. And one of the things that I truly love about your show are the calls to action. It's not just sort of telling people what's going on in the world. It's involving them in elections. And as we know, you know, we said 2020 was the most important election of our life. I think we can safely say that every election from now on will be the most important election of our lives. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what sort of made you want to put this show together, put this podcast together. Again, it's called How We Win. You can find it wherever you get your podcast. Everybody subscribe and listen and rate. (laughs) But how did you, um, what sort of, what was the impetus to start this show? Well, I'll, I'll start us off and, and you're right. Our show isn't just the news, but it's what you can do about it. And that's, that's been the whole point. Uh, For me, I consider myself class of November, 2016 uh, as a volunteer and activist and organizer. I really got involved uh, in earnest after Trump was elected. And what I found jumping into the work of you know, being a citizen, doing this crucial work of volunteering and being part of these elections is that you can really make an impact. And, and, and I didn't realize that, you know, I spent so much time just watching the news and being depressed or scared or and kind of burying my head under the covers, thinking, what could I possibly do? Like, what difference can I make? And what I found when I jumped into this work was that, you know, you really do have a circle of influence, whether it's smaller or larger or whatever. Uh, you can reach out to voters. You can make an impact on these elections and really help our country and uh, move our country in the direction that we all want. So. So that was really inspiring to me that uh, encouraged me to do this work. And, and that's what I really wanted to do with this show was to tell stories of other people, hear a little bit of their origin story. How did they first get going? What was it like to dip their toe in the activist pool for the first time and get out of their comfort zone? And then what are they doing now? And then, of course, how can we all help? How can we be part of it? I wanted to ins- help inspire people to do this crucial work because the spoiler alert of how we win is we win when we all get involved, when we all step up and do this work. That's how we win. Yeah. So we launched How We Win before the 2018 midterms, right? Right before. No. 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 Okay. 
It was after that, actually. <laughs> so I, it's been a long five years. It's been years. a long time. We're we're 107 episodes in now. So yeah. We, so we launched before ahead of the 2020 election, the most right. election of our lives. And um, what I love, and this was Steve's idea, and what I loved about it, and why I signed on to to participate, is because it is not just let's just talk and be in solidarity because we're all in this and, you know, kind of coming at this from the same place anyway, but what are we going to do about this? And I got involved in campaigns years and years ago. And what sort of intrigued me and kept me involved was the volunteers who would show up. Oh my God, early Saturday mornings, Sunday afternoons after work to phone bank or hang up posters and I've always said, like, I want to be around people who are so passionate and dedicated to our community that they're going to do all of this. And so sometimes you don't always know what to do. Steve and I tell you what, what you can do that, that's going to have the most impact, either in your community or across the country. So lately, we've been super focused on Virginia because that's sort of, as everyone says, the bellwether state. And we'll probably have some sort of Triple, trickle down effect on on the midterm. So we want to make sure that people have something to do there and and at home too. You mentioned comfort zones, and I thought that that was really interesting because I, you know I know that the community we've built with the Daily Beans and Muller she wrote mm-hmm. a lot of very active, plugged in, engaged mm-hmm. folks, and some of them are more comfortable writing postcards. Some are right. comfortable text banking. Some are comfortable phone banking. And I talk a little bit about you know, how you approach these different, I guess, avenues of outreach, especially voter outreach, as it pertains to to people's comfort zones. I always like to talk to people about, you know, if you're going to spend your your time, which is very precious, or your hard-earned money, you want to be as effective as as possible. And so most people are probably going to be disappointed to hear that that means knocking on doors, <laughs> <laughs> which is as, as an introvert, it's a really hard thing for me personally to knock on someone's door. But I always tell myself, this is really effective. And yes, it's challenging. But sometimes you're going to come across a voter who's like, oh my God, thank you so much for coming. I didn't know this about the election, or I didn't know that I could just drop my ballot off or hand it over or whatever. So, you know, and I think what we get from the people who we interview is the stories that help get people into their comfort zone so they can be comfortable knocking on a door. But if they're not, guess what? We're going to talk about phone banking, which is the second most effective thing that you can do. And if you can't get there, then, you know, if you write a letter or a postcard, we've got the numbers to let you know, you know, how much of an impact you're having with that as well. And then maybe we can work you up to knocking on doors. We'll see. Yeah. yeah I mean, we, we talk about as organizers meeting people where they are, mm-hmm. but encouraging them to get outside of their comfort zone a little bit. And Mariah kind of teased out some uh, about the numbers with letter writing specifically, just a few weeks ago, um, we had Scott Foreman from Vote Forward, which is a great organization that Swing Left works with also that do letter writing campaigns. If you're, um, I, I'm, I think you're probably familiar with them, Allison. 
But they just had some studies on their letter writing over the 2020 campaign that was really, really exciting. And uh, I encourage people to listen to the breakdown. But the letter writing that they do is is really effective. It makes up those field margins. So that's a good way for people who are maybe not like if we're talking about Virginia, if you're far away from Virginia, um, well, the letters are done for Virginia right now because we don't have enough, enough time. But mm. so scratch that for now. Thanks, Louis DeJoy. Uh, bank those letters for other campaigns. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Thank you, Louis. <laughs> Louis brings me no DeJoy. But, you know, we, we know that these letters work. We know that phone banking works. And, and I just echo what Mariah said. We want to encourage people to do really what's effective with their time. And and not, maybe not necessarily what they want to do, but what they can do if they push themselves mm. a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, mm. no, such a good point. And I want to talk a little bit about door knocking in 2018 versus 2020 and how COVID mm. impacted that. Oh, yeah. But I do have to take a quick break. Will you both stay with me? Absolutely. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, you're so magnanimous, Steve. I appreciate you. <laughs> Everybody, we'll be right back after this quick message. Stay with us. After the- Hey everybody, it's AG and today's episode of Daily Beans is brought to you by Beanbox. I love a good morning routine. I really like my routines. I like to get up early, get a good start, and no morning is complete without a cup of coffee and brewing your daily cup at home just hits different. From the first aroma of the ground beans to that very last sip, the ritual of morning coffee helps you start the day more grounded and more centered. Beanbox elevates your coffee ritual even further with curated selections of world-class coffees delivered right to your door. Beanbox has my morning routine even better. I love the huge variety of their flavors and the consistently high quality across the board. And it's fun opening the box to find a flight of incredible coffees that I probably never get to taste otherwise. I enjoy an endless variety of exclusive specialty coffees from award-winning roasters curated by Beanbox's own world-class coffee expert. Their tasting box offers a rotating flight of whole bean or freshly ground artisan coffees roasted to order and shipped straight to your door. You can order monthly with no long-term commitments so you can pause, skip, or cancel anytime. Take a guided tour through some of the best coffees in the world with Beanbox. Order today at beanbox.com slash dailybeans and get your first tasting box for just $5 with promo code dailybeans, all one word. That's your first monthly tasting box for just $5 when you use promo code dailybeans at beanbox.com slash dailybeans. And today's show is also brought to you by Upstart. With a credit balance hanging over your head month after month, it may seem like you're in a never-ending cycle of debt without any relief in sight. Just making those minimum payments on high-interest credit cards You never get anywhere, but you can make that final payment using Upstart and you can take control of your debt. It's easy to pay off your debt with an online personal loan with Upstart. Over a million people have used Upstart to consolidate high interest debt, pay off credit cards and fund personal expenses with one fixed monthly payment. Upstart looks beyond your credit history and they find you a better loan rate by considering other factors like your income, current employment and your entire credit history. You can check your rate without impacting your credit score in minutes for loans between one to fifty thousand dollars. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after your acceptance of your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash dailybeans. That's upstart.com slash dailybeans. Please use our URL to let them know we sent you. Again, it's a soft credit pull, so it won't hit your credit. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and other certain information provided in your loan application. That's upstart.com slash dailybeans. Everybody, welcome back. We're talking with Mariah Craven, Steve Pearson, host of the How We Win podcast, part of the Swing Left group of awesome activists. And uh, (laughs) before the break, I had talked about a little bit because you had mentioned Mariah door knocking being the most effective. And we actually took it upon ourselves 
to, you know, I'm in San Diego, but we drove up north to Orange County in California and we knocked on doors Wow! in 2018. And we were able to, in 2018, effectively flip Orange yes. County from very yes. red to blue. And so the, the effectiveness is there. Come 2020, we have COVID. Right. Mm-hmm. And we can't door knock. And so we've, we adapted ourselves so well with online social media campaigns, right. letter writing, text banking, and phone banking. Tell me a little bit about how we are now, you know, hopefully coming out of COVID. How are we combining things like door knocking with now, you know, COVID has sort of forced us to learn these other really great best practices for folks who might not be in their comfort zone or disabled folks who can't knock doors, right. et cetera. This sort of opened up our ability to campaign and reach a lot of people that we couldn't normally reach. How are we now going to be integrating lessons learned and best practices that we were forced into from COVID coming out of it and combining it with a whole approach strategy? Yeah, I'll say it's it's the yes and approach to all campaigning now. And we did learn a lot trial by fire, really, on how to organize Mm -hmm. digitally during the coronavirus. And as you mentioned, all the door knocking we did in the uh, last midterms in Orange County really helped us flip those districts. We lost some of those in, in 2020. Right. And some of those margins were so small. I'm thinking of a CA25, which is near us here in, in Los Angeles, where we lost by 333 votes. Mm-hmm. You know, knocking on doors really would have made a difference there, but we weren't able to because of health concerns. So we definitely want to get back to knocking on doors because it is effective. And I'm excited that we're able to do that again. At Swing Left, we've always been distributed. And we've been an online organization working at ways of connecting people who live far away from a district into a district that they're interested in working in. So I kind of guess we're a little ahead of the curve there because we were doing a lot of those programs before coronavirus started. Ways to connect people to phone banks, letter writing, like I mentioned earlier. And, and we got even better at like coalescing groups online with big fun Zoom meetings and trying to foster some of that community that Mariah was talking about when you go to a campaign office. But, you know, it doesn't it's not the same. You know, there, there's no substitute for being in a big campaign office and and finding that energy and finding those friends to go out and and canvas with and um, and finding that sense of community. So. I'm excited that we get to get back to that in some way, shape or form. You know, we still do have a uh, pandemic happening right now. Mm-hmm. So we do have to be careful and safe about how we do that. But that, that's going to really make a difference if, if we can all support the online and the in-person stuff. Then I, I, I feel good about Virginia. I feel good about our ability to tackle the midterms. Mariah, let's talk a little bit about some of these upcoming campaigns and elections that are very important. Tell us about because what you've mentioned a few times already, both you and Steve have mentioned Virginia. And I imagine because that is a, a huge focus right now, not just for Virginia and Virginians, but for the country yeah. and uh, where we're at. And, you you know, I heard the term bellwether and they yeah. kind of all are. But this one especially. Can you talk a little bit about why this is such a, a predictive or important and prescient race? You know, because it's a, the election is less than two weeks away and we've, and we've got a, a very stark and clear choice here. I mean, it feels every day, like everywhere you have a, for the most part, there are stark and clear choices. And, you know, I think that nationally, there's going to be a lot of attention on the governor's race 
in Virginia, um, the Democrat Terry McAuliffe is a well-known nationally, um, very close with the Clintons and Carter and um, was previously governor of Virginia. So he's like a, a known factor. What I think the interesting piece of this is that the Virginia State House went blue not that long ago. And this is an opportunity to hold on to a blue trifecta in a state that was very purple, uh, you know, up until very recently. So I think that's why a lot of people are very excited about it. The Virginia legislature has done a lot since it's become fully democratic um, or, or majority democratic. And so I think people are going to be interested to see if if uh, Virginia Democrats can hold on to that majority. I think that people are going to be looking at the messaging that wins in Virginia, like they did in California. You know, how do moderate voters feel about language, about vaccine mandates and encouragement to wear masks? Because all of that is going to, you know, influence the upcoming midterm elections. So we say every, you know, everything's a bellwether, but there's so many unknown quantities that we're living in right now that that these races really are an indication into, you know, how are how are voters feeling and thinking right now? And we've seen some scary stuff coming out of Virginia. So we need people to 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 get out there and and help call up and the other Democrats out. Yeah. Bannon's been parading the the January 6th flag around. He needs to he needs to go to jail, first of all. Um, but uh, secondly, they need to put that flag away. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty gross when they they pledged allegiance to a flag that had purportedly been at the at the coup, at the attack on the Capitol and, and called it a, a peaceful protest, which is a, right. a, a you know attempt to rewrite history which is really a GOP thing right now, whether we're going back 400 years into history or, you know, a year. Absolutely. Oh, sure. Do you, do you think it's like a collective delusion or is it a, a, like an earnest attempt to, to fool people? This was sort of brought up back when we found out, we got, we got to see some texts between Paul Manafort and Sean Hannity. Because that was always the question. Do they believe their own lies? And those texts made it seem like they did. Hmm. And I think that this is very cult-like behavior. Yeah. Uh, I know that Bannon is involved heavily with the Moonies who were involved in the insurrection. And I think hmm. that, that there are a lot of parallels, if not direct lines, that can be drawn between some cults and what's going on with the GOP these days. And that leads me to this question for you, because you were talking about stark choices, Mariah. Trump recently made a statement that uh, Republicans aren't going to vote in 2022 and 2024 unless they address the 2020 election fraud, quote unquote. <laughs> and we just got some news that four candidates who are who voted against you know, voted against Trump, who voted to convict Trump in the impeachment 2.0, the second one, mm -hmm. outraised pretty considerably their Trump blessed opponents. And these are all mm -hmm. Republicans I'm talking about now. I'm talking about Murkowski. Butler, Cheney, mm -hmm. et cetera. And so at first I was thinking, you know, when Liz Cheney was going to, she's going out on the road with George Bush and they're going to campaign together. I'm like, is it? And I didn't have an, I, I didn't sort of have a concept of whether it was most Republicans are with the Cheney camp, Cheney Bush mm. camp, and some yeah. are with Trump or is it 50-50? But they seem to be outraising the Trump-backed candidates. And Trump 
historically, he lost the White House. He lost the Senate. He lost the House. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's kind of a loser. (laughs) How are we how are we sort of taking that sort of information, the information that the Republican electorate might be split uh, pretty considerably, and they seem to be going now into very definite warring faction camps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I I guess we probably wouldn't change our tactics at all. We're just going to try to get everyone out to vote that we can. But I mean, do you see this as an advantage Democrat, advantage Republican? Uh, and, and how does that sort of inform, if it does at all, how we go forward? Because I, I feel like the answer would be, well, we aren't changing anything. We're going to go full bore and we're going to do everything that we can, no matter what's going on with the Republicans. They want to split themselves into two factions sweet but it's not going to make us do any less right i think it it harms the republicans i think that there there's this albatross around their necks that's of their own making of course but it's you know in virginia terry mcauliffe's republican opponent glenn youngkin is you know trump people he he's not talking about trump but trump people show up at his rallies steve bannon is holding events in his you know in his name that he's not even showing up at and he appears and i think that there are a number of republicans around the country who want to distance themselves but they've created this really rabid unpredictable uncontrollable monster that is trump and his acolytes that are probably going to get in their way. And I think that Democrats, I think you're absolutely right. We would be best off talking to the reasonable part of the electorate and acknowledging that something that we talk about on our podcast a lot, that, you know, perhaps there is this cult and this collective delusion and these folks are so far gone that we can't talk to them anymore. So let's focus on the people who we we can help and work with. Yeah. I I mean, and to your question about what should Democrats do if we should do anything differently, you know, so much energy goes into messaging. Like Mm -hmm. what should how should we be talking to voters? What should we be saying? That energy really needs to go into passing this legislation into Mm -hmm. passing the Build Back Better agenda into passing legislation that's actually going to transform people's lives and make their lives better, because that's why we elected our Democrats to begin with. And that's how we win this quote unquote argument about, you know, who who's going to make your lives better and by passing this legislation. So right now we're at a pivotal time, as as everyone knows, where we're trying to get these packages through Congress. And there's so much in the mainstream media attention about Dems in disarray or the disagreement and all of that, that it misses the point that Republicans have done everything they can to block people getting this essential mm-hmm. help, especially in the middle of a pandemic. You know, so, you know, we we still to some extent have minority rule in this country. Uh, and by that, I mean the minority of these QAnon cult member Republicans um, who wield so much power and fear in the Republican Party that even the I don't even know if they're sensible Republicans in the party anymore, but even those who would think of themselves as sensible Republicans are afraid to go against Trump. I do think that it's going to implode on them because they're already seeing problems that that's created of their own making, as Mariah said. Yeah, I agree. And I want to talk more about that legislation and how the Build Back Better infrastructure plans, both of them, are going to impact future elections and also some other important legislation on on voting. But I I do need to take another break. Will you stay with me? Okay. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) God. 
All right, everybody, we'll be right back after this. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's AG, and this part of the show is brought to you by a new sponsor called Athletic Greens. AG, Athletic Greens, I love it. It's the health and wellness company that makes comprehensive daily nutrition really, really simple. With so many stressors in life, it's difficult to maintain effective nutritional habits and give our bodies the nutrients we need to thrive. Busy schedules, poor sleep, exercise, a lot of work, the environment, and stress, or simply not eating enough of the right foods can leave us deficient in key nutritional areas. AG1, awesome name, AG1 by Athletic Greens, the category-leading superfood product, brings comprehensive and convenient daily nutrition to everyone. One tasty scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, greens superfood blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. It's all in the one thing. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while keeping it tasting good. The coolest thing about it is that the research, it changes, and so does AG1. And while most nutritional products that come to market never evolve, Athletic Greens continues to obsessively improve AG1 based on the latest research, producing 53 improvements over the last decade and counting. I highly recommend you give it a try. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. If you visit athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans today. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. And today's show is also brought to you by Chili Sleep. It's been proven that lowering our core body temperature at night is the best method for achieving and maintaining deep sleep. Temperature-controlled sleep helps restore testosterone. It helps repair muscles and improve cognitive function, so you wake up feeling sharp and alert. Chili Sleep makes customizable climate-controlled sleep solutions to help you improve your entire well-being. Chili Sleeps makes the Uller and Cube sleep systems. They are hydro-powered temperature-controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide your ideal sleep temperature. These luxury mattress pads keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep sleep, whether you sleep hot or cold. And these sleep systems are designed to help you fall asleep and stay asleep and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. Imagine waking up and not feeling tired. It's amazing. Chili Sleep can help make it happen. You know, I sleep super hot. I get night sweats. I'm menopause. So Chili Sleep has been amazing for me. I've been sleeping so much better. Head over to chillysleep.com slash beans to learn more and check out the special offer we have available exclusively for Daily Beans listeners and only for a very limited time. That's chillysleep, C-H-I-L-I sleep.com slash beans and take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is a really incredible discussion. Thank you, Mariah Craven, Steve Pearson, hosts of How We Win, the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is an MSW media partner. Thank you. Full disclosure. Hi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mentioned before the break, I want to talk a little bit about this legislation. I've heard the media asking, you know, Dems in disarray. I've heard them asking uh, McAuliffe a lot and folks in, in Virginia a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, how are you possibly going to win if we don't have a deal on infrastructure? Can you talk a little bit about how you feel that this Build Back Better plan, which is huge, even if it ends up being $3 trillion total, uh, which is, by the way, where it started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how does this impact future elections? Because I think that the entire Democratic caucus in in Congress knows that they have to pass it. They have to pass something. And now we just have to figure out who's going to give up what. Right. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, um, I I am more uh, optimistic about this probably than many people are because of what you just said. Like this legislation has to get passed and the Democratic caucus knows this. This is central to Biden's plan and this is central to the work that we promise as Democrats. And in all of the 
you know, dims in disarray. There's alliteration there. So the media loves it. Yeah. Like it's catchy, <laughs> right? But, um, you know, a- another round of child tax credits just went out that you don't hear you know, a lot of talk about. You know, I mean, we're actually doing things that are making a meaningful impact on people's lives. Yeah. You know, helping to, you know, fix childhood poverty. So, yeah, we've halved it. We've halved it. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, we're doing incredible things. And as you pointed out, Allison, this has been a massive shoot for the moon proposal with all of these great things in it that it's it's so difficult to think, OK, what are you going to pair back here? Because every single thing is so is so great. But this is like bigger than the New Deal. And, and if we do end up with something around three trillion, that's still going to be you know massive for our country and make a lot of people's lives better. I'm disappointed. Hmm. That's a soft word to express my feelings a- around uh, Mansion wanting to gut the environmental provisions out of right. it, and uh, you know, hard not to look at the money that he and his right. family makes from coal in in West Virginia. Yeah, one point one million dollars a year uh, from yeah. from coal, and you know, I, I will say that I am for personally having everything still in there, but just making it a shorter time period. To, mm-hmm. to reduce the cost. Uh, but, you know, as we're learning for Mansion and Cinema, it's not so much about reducing the cost as it is about right. helping out their, the, where they get most of their donations from. Cinema being big pharma who don't want to negotiate Medicare drug prices right. and or drug prices uh, in general and Mansion with coal. But, uh, you know, I think it's, it is interesting that in his, you know, his speech to the joint session of Congress after his first 100 days in office, Joe Biden said, I want to spend $3 trillion on these two next packages, the Jobs and the Families Act, one being infrastructure, one being the more family human infrastructure and one being more traditional infrastructure. Right. Right. And everyone was like, wow, $3 trillion on these two plans. That's so huge. Then it went. And I, I think I tweeted this out in June. I was like, look, it's going to go up to, to six. It's going to come down to one and then it'll be Mm -hmm. back on three. And that's and everything, all of the quote unquote drama you're going to see in between is the negotiation to get to his original three trillion dollars. And if we have one point two trillion on the joint infrastructure, old school infrastructure plan, and we've got one point seven or one point eight trillion, which has been indicated they're willing to spend on the on the the families, the human Mm -hmm. infrastructure plan. We've got a total of three trillion, which was the initial pitch to begin with. Yet the media is making this out to be like the Democrats are giving up half of what they always wanted. But it is it is disappointing to see that one or two people can right can dictate how that money is spent. And that's the disappointing part, because that and that's why everybody like Jayapal, et cetera, has been like, well, let's talk about what's in the bill and not how much it costs. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if I was selling a lamp at a thrift store, right? I would price it a lot higher than I wanted to get for it. <laughs> and then uh, if someone made me an offer, uh, then maybe I would take that, right? I mean, this is just kind of basically how this works. You know, you shoot for the moon and you're bold. Uh, and I appreciate that bold action, but it's tough to talk about it in those terms because these are real human things. These are people's lives who are affected by these policies and, and what's going to come out of it. So it's tough to trim it down, but I'm excited about it. And I, I do I do feel more optimistic than most because this has to pass. Yeah, I think um, one of the, to, to your point, Allison, it's, this is playing out like it typically does, but just with, you know, different line items and, and, and different, slightly different numbers. And I think that's frustrating because it makes it difficult to 
have a realistic picture of what's going on. And I think it makes it difficult for the average voter to like follow it and figure out what's happening. And maybe everything will work out the way it always does. But where we're going to see the impact is and how people understand that is in the midterms. And, you know, after we get through the Virginia election, we're going to start telling our listeners that it's time for the midterms. And this is going to be the most important election of our lifetime, (laughs) (laughs) Um, as we always do. But to be honest, like what, what ends up being in this bill that they pass really will impact the midterms. So... Mm -hmm. And I just realized that I compared our country to a thrift store lamp. So uh, you'll get more of that hard hitting analysis uh, if you tune into our show as well. The issues. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about the Freedom to Vote Act, some uh, some other things that are going to be presented to Congress shortly. I uh, do need to take one more quick break, though. So everybody stick around. For crying out loud. <laughs> we'll <be> right back. <laughs> hey, friends, it's A.G., For me, the lash struggle is real AF. From finding the perfect lash for my eye shape to the grueling application process, it's exhausting and frustrating and uncomfortable. And that's why Glamnetic put in the work to craft beautiful lashes for every eye shape, and they've made application easier than ever. Like, done in seconds kind of easy. All you have to do is take their quiz, find the perfect lash for your unique eye shape and style, takes under a minute, and then it takes under a minute to apply the lash with no toxic glue and no struggle. I'm telling you. You need magnetic lashes in your life. They're so easy. Up to 60 uses per lash, so they are more eco-friendly. And they're wallet-friendly, with over 75 styles for your perfect fit. From natural to full glam, you get a different lash for every mood and every occasion. Take their lash quiz and use their lash guide to find the style that suits you best. They have vegan and cruelty-free options available, too. Over 500,000 happy customers can't be wrong, plus they have a 100% money-back guarantee. With expedited shipping and free shipping to the U.S. and Canada on orders over $30. Find for yourself why Glamnetic Lashes are Instagram's favorite beauty hack. Go to glamnetic.com slash beans and enter promo code beans for 30% off your order. This code is only available for you. This glamnetic.com slash beans and enter promo code beans at checkout for 30% off. I promise you guys these lashes literally apply themselves. And today's show is also brought to you by the coolest shower head ever. It's the Nebbia by Moen. And it is the best shower of my life. As you know, I recently remodeled my bathroom. And I got rid of everything except one thing, and that is my Nebbia by Moen Spa Shower. It's the most advanced shower yet, with twice the coverage, but half the water usage of standard shower heads. Despite using 45% less water, its spray is 81% more powerful. Nebbia's atomized droplets rinse shampoo and conditioner out of the thickest, longest hair. Installation is easy. It's as easy as changing a light bulb. Uh, I love the Nebbia. My shower is like my personal spa now. It's so refreshing and so invigorating. And the Nebbia by Moen Spa Shower starts at just $199. And for Daily Beans listeners, we have a deal. The first 100 people to use code BEANS at Nebbia.com will get 10% off all Nebbia products. Nebbia rarely does deals like this, so it's great to jump on it now. Go to Nebbia.com slash beans. That's Nebbia, N-E-B-I-A dot com slash beans to check out what they have to offer. And the first 100 people to use code BEANS when checking out will save 10% on all Nebbia products. Uh, the only exception there is pre-order products because Nebbia is offering free shipping in the U.S. on those. Again, that's Nebbia.com slash beans and use code BEANS to save 10%. For crying out loud, we're just back. grubbing for that ad. Right now. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> uh, it's how I pay living wages, uh, with like t- three times living wages, and give health care to people. But yes, there you go fair. <laughs> and you know what? I like Mia Helix mattress. So what else? <laughs> That's just our jealousy. Talk. They're comfy. That's right. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about some other legislation. We've we've covered Build Back Better and how important that is, vital that is to future elections. 
And I do think that uh, Terry McAuliffe will be like, that's why it's so important that we keep Democrats here, because if you elect a Republican and that shit passes, guess what? You're not going to get any of the federal funding that could be turned down by a governor. But Schumer is about to put forward the Freedom to Vote Act. Let's talk a little bit about that and its chances, considering we still have the super democratic and not at all racist filibuster in place. (laughs) Coming at this from from someone who lives in Texas, where every cycle they figure out a new way to um, limit access to, to the ballot for certain people. I just like have my fingers crossed, praying, knocking on wood um, that we can pass good federal legislation with teeth that protects voters. And we have an administration that's willing to acknowledge the racism behind these voting laws. And that's super important. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll I'll just say right now, this is all going down. As uh, as you said, uh, these votes are are there. So another call to action mm-hmm. is for people to call their representatives yeah. and tell them that you support this vital legislation because it's going to take a lot of pressure. Now, this is Joe Manchin's compromised. You know, the guy we talked about before was making all the money from coal. Right. The guy the guy who was totally certain he could fix all the health care stuff back in the day with his little thing. And then, nope. Mwah, mwah. Um, <laughs> mwah, mwah. Yeah. So I'm uh, yeah, I'm making all the phone calls. I'm doing all the work mm-hmm. and it isn't everything I want. You know, it's not. It's pretty good, though. It is good. It is good. But it, it's not with the, with the for the for the People Act. But it's mm-hmm. really, really good. And it is a compromise with 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 Manchin and he is in a unique position to get the moderate Dems on board. But do you think we can get how many Republicans do you think we can get? I mean, considering what six or seven voted to impeach Trump or convict Trump, I should say, I don't know that we can get, I don't know that we can get that many, but what I think is important here is that we get those Republicans on the record saying no. Right. Yeah. And and I mean, it, there has to be a carve out for the filibuster in this, at, at least, you know, I mean, as you mentioned, the, the filibuster is what is getting in the way of all of this. And um, and, you know, Manchin must support at least a carve out for the filibuster for this legislation that he has negotiated and said that he would try to get the 10 Republicans to support it. It's not going to. They're not going to be 10. I don't think there's going to be a single one, to be honest. I don't think a single Republican is going to vote for this Uh, for the simple reason that. No, they won't win again if this passes. They won't win again. Exactly. And it's not that they won't win again because Democrats are stacking anything. They're just making it fair for people to vote for the policies that are the most popular, which happen to be Democratic policies. So the only way the, the Republicans win right now is by cheating and repressing the vote. And so. So this must pass. And it's going to take a lot of pressure from us, from listeners to uh, really keep those phone lines lit up in in your uh, senator's offices and make sure that we pass this. Yeah, I am. uh, I'm I'm very hopeful. I'm hopeful that I've seen signs that Manchin, because this is his bill. Right. Might be willing to, to budge on that carve out just for voting rights, a filibuster carve out. The thing I'm worried about is the black hole that is is Kristen Sinema. Where is she on any of this? Uh, you know, she's not talking. Um, she's just sitting there sipping a margarita with a fuck you ring. I don't yeah. I don't I can't tell where she's at. And I don't know if she's malleable 
by Mansion. I like I don't know if Mansion can go to her and and you know sort of whip her to and and when I say that I mean vote whip, not right. you know. Whoop. <laughs> Thank you for the clarity. Uh, yeah, no problem. I just didn't, <laughs> first of all, no kink shaming, but I also didn't want to, uh, right. violence. I'm wondering if he has any influence over over her and her constituents, or if she's just sort of out on her own doing her own weird ass thing. It feels like she's out on her own and mm-hmm. is sort of. You know, it, sometimes it feels like she's hiding behind him a little bit and sort of uh, getting lumped in with him, not for any reason other than that they're they're both super contrarian on on some of the stuff. Yeah, and I mean, this whole the question you asked, like, where is cinema on this, is the question we're all asking because you know, Mansion, for as frustrating as he can be. We know what yes, he wants. Super you know, he's very clear. He's very clear. But we just don't know with cinema. And um, she's been an enigma in Arizona Democratic politics for a long time, predating her uh, turn as a senator here as well. So, well, it has to be tough. Uh, and I not that I have sympathy, uh, but it has to be tough to accept a bunch of money from lobbyists to do one thing. And then be asked by the public why you aren't doing the things that you said you liked five years ago and to not be able to talk about it because you don't want to upset the lobbyists and you don't want to upset your constituency. So you just kind of walk this quiet line, go to Europe, you know, a sip margarita. She's whatever. in a pickle. Yeah, <laughs> quite, quite a pickle. And, I, and I, I'm assuming, uh, although I don't know this for sure, that that's why she's not answering these questions publicly is because the answers are going to piss off large groups of people. Whichever that whatever the answer is, she could go ahead uh, and err on the side of helping us make people's lives fucking better. I guess, you know, <laughs> but then where would she get those, you know, all that lobby money? You know? Well, I mean, like, this is a great point. It's so expensive to run, um, which we used to talk about that. We still talk about it sometimes, but it used to be like, we had less on our plates, I guess. It's all going to come back to Citizens United, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, but if we, yeah. maybe if we, if we didn't expect people to have to raise tens of millions of dollars and listen, you can't, you can't do that from the voters that we're talking about that are like knocking on doors and making phone calls. The, the, the lobbyists are making a different type of phone call and then they're writing a check and then that's how campaigns get funded. So well, maybe Helix Mattresses can make a donation <laughs> to her campaign and fix the whole thing. <laughs> Helix, if you're listening. Yeah, no, that would be interesting. <laughs> well, this has been a really, really uh, enlightening conversation, and I appreciate all the work that you're doing. And, and could you uh, tell everybody, first of all, uh, how to follow, how to listen, how to subscribe when the show comes out? Give me, a, give me, the, give me the lowdown on the show. Okay. Well, we come out every Wednesday morning and uh, it's Swing Left, How We Win. So find us, uh, of course, at the MSW Media Network, but uh, on Apple or wherever else you get your pods. And uh, and you can follow me. I'm at Blues Boy Steve. And I'm at uh, Mariah underscore Craven. And, uh, and, and most importantly, I will say, as I cut off Mariah, but... Um, <laughs> You know, please go to Swing Left and uh, and sign up to volunteer there. Make sure you're on those uh, lists. Just go to swingleft.org. Our podcast page there is swingleft.org slash podcast. But 
get involved, everyone. That's the whole point of our show. We want you to listen to us. Please do. But also, we really want you to do the work. Otherwise, uh, we're just talking into a void. And that's fun, (laughs) but not productive. Wow. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, democracy is a full contact, participatory sport. Love that. Uh, And um, we have to... Republic, if you can keep it. And that's what we have to do is we have to keep it. So I thank you for your time, Mariah Craven, Steve Pearson from How We Win, which is just an incredible show. Again, take a listen, subscribe, subscribe, because then if you subscribe, then they climb up the charts and beat shows like Hannity and Manif- and Tucker Carlson. And, and yeah. our whole plan right now, we've got this whole campaign saying, get the fascists off the lists. <laughs> so yeah. that's that's what happens when you subscribe as you help with that effort. So thank you so much. I appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you, Allison. Everybody, until tomorrow, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, and take care of your mental health. I've been AG, and them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane, with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com.